The DSR Listener Survey is now here. Your voice matters, and we want to hear it. So please take a moment to fill out the survey and help us make our podcasts even better. You can find a link to the survey in the show description below. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the DSR Daily. I'm one of your hosts, David Rothkopf, joined today as ever by Chris Cottonor. How are you doing, Chris? Doing well, thank you, David. Excellent. And Riley Fessler. How are you doing, Riley? Doing well. What tops off your list of stories you're watching today, Chris? So the first is a bit of news on Trump across the board. The first is Trump's lawyer, uh, Alina Haba stated that the Secret Service would protect Trump uh, in the event that he was actually arrested for his crimes, which people on Twitter, of course, commented on um, saying lots of colorful things about Trump's attorney. Um, So that's the first thing. Like, why did she say that? I mean, but like, what was the purpose of saying that? It was it was during an interview. Um, I didn't see and the question. She meant like if he goes to jail, the Secret Service will protect him there. They won't protect him in jail, but they'll they'll. It, I I got the sense that they would prevent him from going to jail in the first place. Oh, oh, really? That was that was the message. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm sure on. they'll roll over and. Uh, second is uh, Trump's uh, New York fraud case trial continues with his son, Donald Trump Jr., set to testify today. Uh, Eric Trump set to testify tomorrow. And at some point, his daughter, Ivanka, will also testify. Um, She'll actually oh, testify. He's test- Trump's testifying early next week, and then she's going to testify after him. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think any bombshells are going to come out of that, con- considering the defense has argued that both Donald Trump Jr. and Eric have been insulated uh, from these decisions. And then the third is, if you have not been following the, there are two cases. One is is currently going on in Colorado to prevent Trump from appearing on the ballot arguing that his insurrection um, or or they're arguing that his calls to his supporters caused the insurrection, um, which there is a law on the books from the 1800s, I believe, preventing presidential candidates from appearing on the ballot. Yeah, the book, the, the, the law actually is from... It's the it's the Fourteenth Amendment, and it follows the Civil War, and it says if you participated in an insurrection, you can't serve in a in a high government office, and so you know that's that's the argument that he participated in an insurrection. Similar cases uh, set to uh, go on trial in in Michigan. Um, at the end of the day whether they find him to be uh, guilty or not, 
um, or or if he's found guilty, it's a case that's likely to go to the Supreme Court. Uh, and I don't have very much confidence that a, that the Supreme Court would overturn uh, a ruling um, of guilty. But we'll see. These are all things that we should be paying attention to. Yeah, it's actually, it's not a question of guilt. It's a question of whether he is eligible to run. Um, and of course, if given the likely closeness of the upcoming election, if any state determines, um, as it is entitled to do, that Trump is not eligible to run or to be on the ballot in that state, uh, that could have a big negative effect. I think you're right. I don't think Supreme Court will let it stand. Um but I also think he participated in, in, in an insurrection, so it's worth worth exploring. What's what's new in your neck of the woods, Riley? So there's a big AI summit going on right now in the UK. Actually, started this morning, and this is pretty pretty substantial summit. Around a hundred guests are expected to appear. Um, the UK government didn't publicly release the guest list ahead of time, but we know now that. Secretary Raimondo was there. Um, the EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and Antonio Guterres were expected to be there. So pretty pretty big guess. We know that Vice President Kamala Harris is there as well to make remarks. So the, the big goal of this is to come up with kind of the first big publicly agreed upon communique about AI safety. They've actually already agreed on another smaller virtual meeting it'll be co-hosted with south korea and then another in-person meeting hosted in france next year so big moves in the attempt to regulate ai hopefully some more substantial agreements come out of this uh, but that'll remain to be seen hard to imagine how the right kind of agreements come out of it i think they uh, determined today that the Chinese delegation would not actually be allowed into certain parts of this British AI security summit. Uh, and if you want to control uh, AI, you're going to need multilateral agreements. And like it or not, China's going to have to be party to those agreements. So you're not going to control it. Um, uh, but it is part of this avalanche of uh, responses to AI that we're starting to see, most of which, in my view, are too narrow and too based on how people feel they didn't properly regulate the internet, uh, as opposed to the true nature of AI. Chris? A bit of good news out of Gaza um, in that first group of injured evacuees uh, have made their way into Egypt through a Qatari brokered deal between Israel, Hamas, and Egypt to allow injured uh, civilians to evacuate Gaza. Um, while that certainly is a positive development, that came on the heels of an attack of a refugee camp um, that reportedly killed 50 civilians. Um, Israel says that a Hamas leader was holed up in this refugee camp. Hamas denied that that was the case. Um, and then uh, in my reporting on this story, I came across um, the New York Times has maps of all of the buildings that have been destroyed thus far. And they, through satellite imagery, have determined that 
more than 25% of buildings in Gaza have been destroyed. So um, while I'm certainly uh, heartened by the development of allowing injured civilians to evacuate, we still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I think I, I, I think you're putting as positive a spin on it as possible. Uh, the refugee camp, the Jabalia refugee camp that you're talking about, was attacked actually again today. Uh, and there were a new wave of civilian casualties. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, it is, it is a clear sign of how difficult it is going to be to wage a war against Hamas without catching many civilians in the crossfire. Um, and frankly, I think that these uh, civilian casualties are likely to grow and to grow more intolerable to more and more of the world over the course of the next few weeks. And I think this is going to pose a real challenge for the Biden administration uh, that has been trying this far to have a balanced policy of supporting Israel uh, and yet also supporting um, uh humanitarian concerns and 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 the general concern that the war be conducted in accordance with international law this this crisis as grim as it has been is not as grim has not become as grim as it is going to get as difficult as it has been it is only going to become more difficult in the weeks ahead riley some news from north korea um, they are set to close as many as a dozen embassies around the world, um, which would amount to nearly 25% of its overseas missions. Um, South Korea's unification ministry says that this is a sign that North Korea is really feeling the effects of international sanctions. Um, they just aren't able to bring in the money that they need to maintain these embassies. So they've closed them in Spain and Hong Kong and a few across Africa, including Angola and Uganda, which is pretty significant as both countries have had friendly ties with North Korea since the 70s. So closing those missions, clearly a sign that North Korea is definitely feeling these sanctions and is struggling. Yeah, that said, North Korea today also said that they were going to examine ways they could support uh, Hamas and people in Gaza. I'm sure it's not humanitarian. I think it's more coordinated with their friends in Russia. Uh, and the South Korean government also reported today that the North Koreans had shipped something like a million um, uh, uh, shells, pieces of ammunition to uh, Russia for use in the Ukraine war. Uh, and they uh, expect that this will continue. So they may not be spending their money on diplomacy, but they continue to spend it on uh, the promotion of uh, the conflicts that they believe advance their interests. Chris? Last week, we reported that the government uh, closed their case on Google in the antitrust suit. Uh, this week, the defense uh, started their case, and they came out with Google CEO uh, Sundar Pichai, who specifically gave testimony about the Apple deal in an effort to, um, you know, essentially say, yes, we paid this money, uh, reportedly $10 billion just to Apple, $26 billion across 
the suite of um, devices that their search engines appear on as uh, the default option. His testimony claimed that you know the the negotiations with Apple were quite uh, competitive with Apple considering other options, um, though I find that semi somewhat difficult to believe, um, and that in fact uh, Google had pushed for Chrome to be advertised in apps and pop ups um, on Apple devices, uh, and Apple said no. Um, so, you know, they're clearly trying to show that, you know, these were business dealings They're they're they weren't anti-competitive, uh, at the same time, you know, they certainly have the money and the clout, um, and the tech, frankly, to, to, uh, to pay these fees and it's obviously profitable to their business. The judge isn't expected to make a decision on this trial until early next year. Um, but I'm going to continue to follow it because I think it's absolutely fascinating, both from the standpoint of, you know, the precedent that this potentially could set and from the consumer impact side of things. Yeah, I sometimes get the impression that contrary to popular belief, we are still living in the age of dinosaurs, uh, particularly in the media and tech space where there are a few giant creatures that stomp around. Uh, and make it very hard for the little creatures to survive. And uh, Google, Apple, uh, Amazon, uh, all all fall into uh, those categories. Uh, the other little bit of tech news from yesterday that people may have seen uh, <clears throat> is that Elon Musk, the world's richest man, um, although not, I would argue, necessarily the world's smartest man, um, probably you know, not the world's best man or even in the top sort of 70 percent, um, uh, uh, announced that he, his company, uh, Twitter, uh, X has valued itself at $19 billion down 25 billion in one year from what he paid for it. Uh, so, uh, he's a business genius and I'm sure by losing money, he's, making money. I just don't understand it myself because I'm from New Jersey. Riley? So follow-up from yesterday's story, uh, federal prosecutors have charged the suspect from Cornell who made those online threats against Jewish students on campus over the weekend. Uh, the federal complaint identified 21-year-old Patrick Dye as the suspect behind the threats and charged him with posting threats to kill or injure another person using interstate communications, which could carry a five-year sentence. Um, so again, I mean, this comes after a congressional hearing yesterday about this increased hate directed toward Jewish students and Jewish communities with FBI Director Ray saying that the Hamas attack will inspire the most significant terror threat to the U.S. since the rise of ISIS. So again, just a reminder that the administration and government are looking really closely at this. It's going to get worse. I imagine before it's going to get better. Um, so I think this is unfortunately just the beginning of the, of this trend. Uh, yeah. Ray said that although Jews make up 2.4% of the U S population, they're uh, the targets in 60 plus percent of the hate crimes, which is kind of an extraordinary uh, statistic. 
Um, and uh, the ADL has come out with some data showing that in the past three weeks since uh, October 7th attacks in Israel, uh, the number of uh, hate crimes against Jews that they've tracked, I think the United States alone is well over 300, uh, which is about five times what it was in the same period last year. Uh, so there's a real spike here. Um, and uh, the only thing that I would add uh, is I take the warnings of the FBI about spikes in terrorism with a grain of salt. We've been getting those for 20 years now. It's kind of their business. They're better off if they warn than if they don't. I'm not saying it's not a threat, uh, but, uh, but I am saying that, you know, when there have been certain threats uh, that, that, that they should be paying attention to, they miss them. Uh, and I would direct your attention to how uh, FBI Director Ray did not handle the January 6th uprising. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, let's let's take it all seriously. Uh, it's not something to be minimized. Um, but uh, let's put it in some perspective. Uh, well, that's uh, quite a way to start um, uh, the day. Uh, we record these in the morning. You may be listening to them later on. Um, uh, and uh, uh, we'll continue to do this each and every day as a way of setting things into some perspective. Later today, uh, we'll be doing our Mothership main podcast, looking at the events of the world, notably, of course, the events that are taking place uh, uh, in Israel and Gaza, but not just those. Um, and then with each uh, and every uh, other day of the week, we'll be looking at some of these stories in greater depth, including um, AI, uh, including uh, uh, climate uh, uh, climate crisis, uh, and so on. So keep coming back here to the DSR Network. Uh, keep listening to these podcasts. We uh, are delighted when you would join us, um, and we'll uh, be with you again real soon. Bye-bye.